Welcome, Journeyers, to the Journey Podcast. I am your host, Lucas Smithson, here with my beautiful co-host, the lovely Kelsey Smithson. Hi, all. We apologize for the delay in uh, not having a podcast for a while. Uh, We actually have been remodeling our uh, office. It's been really exciting. If you guys want to check it out, um, you can actually go to our YouTube channel, we're actually doing a mini series on it during this whole craziness of quarantine and coronavirus. So we decided it was finally time to stop making excuses and to redo our office. So if you want to check that out, you can check out our YouTube. It's in the link in the description. Uh, but we actually just finished the section where we're going to be filming all our podcasts. So we're very, very excited about it. You want to tell them a little bit what we did? You want me to do that now? Yeah. Okay. Um, well, we, what do we do? We build shelves to put on the wall to add some just fun, to add some fun stuff and, um, painted the shelves, stained them, did all that jazz, bought some chairs, bought a carpet, and then we built a little, um, side table, like a... I don't know, like a very miniature size coffee table um, to go in between the chairs. So that's what we've got so far. And then our next project is to build the desk, which we're currently in the middle of building. Yeah, so we got a piece of wood um, from Florida. got it shipped to the house and uh, stained it. And Kelsey did a bunch of stuff with it and then put some hairpin legs on it. So I think it looks really nice. We're really excited about the the space. We're um, actually in the middle of creating our new desk. And then we're going to have a standing desks that we're going to use for all of our review videos and also some of our podcasts as well as we grow uh, and we start live streaming some of our uh, podcasts so that'll be interesting yeah so lots of exciting things uh we'd love for you guys to go check that out uh we're not diy experts to say the least and we're definitely not a channel that that's what our focus is but it's still a little fun project that we're doing and we'd love for you guys to be a part of it if you want to check it out so Uh, We left you guys kind of on a cliffhanger at our last episode, um, which we were in Yellowstone, and we kind of left you on the cliffhanger of we were going to bed uh, with would be one of the worst nights of our life. Want to expound? Oh, I'll expound on that, because that was probably my first real camping experience, and it was... I'll say it. It was a night from hell. Um, I don't think I slept more than 30 minutes. And um, my anxious self gets an anxious bladder. And so I probably had to get up to pee like every 30 minutes as well. Not only that, but Lucas and I were on an air mattress in a tent. And... Which sounds nice. Yeah, right? which sounds great, right? We had one sleeping bag that we decided to open up and use as a blanket. We had, you know, pillows, that kind of thing. And it was definitely glamping. Yeah, but throughout the night, the mattress started to, the air started to go out. And then um, it dropped probably to about 20 to 30 degrees that night, which we weren't yeah. aware that that was going to happen, considering that during the day it was about 70 to 80 degrees. So, one, I'm having to get up to pee every 30 minutes, and two, I'm freezing my butt off, and the other scary thing about having to get up to go to the bathroom is that there are wild animals out there, so of course I was freaking out about that, and like, oh, bears are going to get I'm going to get eaten by a grizzly. I was like, you're not going to get eaten by a grizzly. Yeah, so that was just, anyway, so Lucas even 
in the middle of the night, like, first of all, because our mattress was, the air was going out, we were both, like, sinking into the middle yes, towards each other. leaning on each other more and more. And, and there was nothing you could do about the air mattress. We flipped <coughs> it up twice. It did nothing. It just kept no. deflating. And Lucas looked at me and he was like i need you to snuggle with me because and he's not a snuggler like he he gets overly hot like he hates to snuggle and he's like you come here and like we had to spoon so we could stay warm (laughs) and like full-on shivers guys like you know we just assume summertime this is like end of end of july like shorts and a t-shirt sleeping yeah i was barely wearing anything um and it was just like, it's summertime. Like, there's no way that it's going to get, you know, 20 degrees at night. Well, prep yourself because in Yellowstone, it does. And you have to realize, like, even the lower parts of the park, you're still at like six, 7,000 feet. So you're already pretty much a mile in the air. So at night, there's no sun. It's very easy for it to get cold. And in the winter, Yellowstone is one of the coldest places in the United States. So we just... We didn't really put two and two together and prepare we very research. well. No. Like, we just were dumb. It was just like, you know, we've got a tent, like we've got an air mattress, we're good to go. It's going to feel like sleeping at home, you know, nice and cool at night. And just we had, we were not prepared at all. And I'm not, I'm not exaggerating just to like have a story. Like we, I legitimately did not have proper attire to warm myself up. And so it literally was like, okay, I need to literally get body heat. And like Kelsey, we need to get very close because I'm going to freeze. <laughs> so that was our night, and I think we maybe slept. I'm telling you, I slept 30 minutes to an hour. I maybe slept two, three hours at the most, um, just because when I woke up, like in the middle of the night, like an yeah. hour or two into sleeping, I was so cold. We and got I just up could at like 6 a.m. Yep. And at that point, you're so uncomfortable because if you can't get warm you're not going to in camping like that's just not how it happens like you don't just magically you know oh i'll put on a sock here put on a sock there like you know it can help but for the most part like once it's once it's done you're you're in a bad place so you thought our night was bad which it was rough at least we had each other to keep each other warm nathan was sleeping in a shower tent and if you want to know a little bit more about that check out our last episode we can it'll explain everything but Literally think a, it was like a four by four cubicle, okay? And I, I don't know the exact measurements, but that's about what it felt like. He was sleeping in a four by four cubicle and, you know, most tents, they have a pretty they're good, enclosed. yeah, they, they are enclosed. They have a pretty good um, bottom layer for the most part. So you can try and retract some of that cold from the ground. He had none of that. And he there had, was gaps in the bottom. Yep. The- it was like ripped and he was in... Thin little Dr. Pepper Walmart PJ pants. <coughs> he had a sweatshirt and like a beanie and, you know, like a long sleeve shirt. Like that's all he had for warmth. And he was in the fetal position, just like curled up in a ball. And he slept like that all night. <laughs> uh, Gavin and Logan started in Eno's. You can imagine exposed to the cold. They, they did they not last. To, to they ended up car. in their car. Sleeping. And Richie was already sleeping in our car because we thought that the tent that Nate was in was going to be a two-person tent, which it wasn't. So, yeah. So, anyways, um, sorry, it was a weird noise. So Richie ended up in the car and he slept the best out of all of us because the car he all he had to do was like barely crack the windows and it was ventilated really well and he kept pretty warm. 
but Nate or excuse me Gabe and Logan literally slept sitting up because their car was so jam-packed full of stuff that they couldn't put their seats back yeah so they're like knees are Logan's a big dude he's like 6'2 so his knees are like literally in his chest and he had to sleep like that so all in all by far the worst experience camping we've ever had on the journey we definitely learned our lesson and the next year that we went on a trip we were prepared we had yeah sleeping mats <laughs> sleeping bags for proper weather we had proper tents. balls we had proper tents we had pillow like like you know camping pillows it was proper socks which my brother still considers that glamping but i don't agree yeah but there's there's no way it's glamping it for us it was just being prepared uh and i was a boy scout so you know i can get all the the backlash for not being prepared before uh, but you know, everything is a lesson and you, and you learn stuff and mm-hmm. like, we would have never had that memory. Like we still talk about that to this day, yeah. Nathan, waking it's up, so Nathan cool. curled up in the fetal position, him, us opening the little shower tent and him looking at us like, what is life and what has happened to me? Like I am going to die. <laughs> so like it was, it was totally worth it from that sense, but it's definitely something that we look at each other and we go, we don't want anyone to have to experience that. So no. please learn no. from our mistakes because it was not a fun night at all. Mm-mm. So we barely have any sleep. And at that point, it, like Kelsey said, we woke up so early because none of us could sleep. So we decided, you know what? Like, let's just get as much of the park of Yellowstone done. Like, let's try and hit we up as much lot. of it. Yeah. So stay with us. I call this the Grand Loop of Yellowstone. We literally did the whole thing. So Yellowstone, if you look at it, there's a there's a north, south, east, and west entrance um, because of the way the park is laid out. Not all national parks have that, uh, but in the in the route, if and if you're watching a video from it, it literally almost looks like a giant circle. It's obviously not perfect, but there in essence that's what it looks like and then there's a road that is only open in the um summertime that cuts across the middle of it and that's right around yosemite uh excuse me yellowstone of upper and lower falls that cuts across over norse geyser and then that takes you to the uh, west side of the park which goes down to like a lot of the geysers and old faithful which is in the the west southwestern part of um the park so we were in Bridge Bay, which is like uh, near Hayden Valley, which is more so on the east side of the park, right next to Lake Yellowstone. Huge, huge lake. Beautiful. That's what we got to wake up to every day. Uh, so we started heading north. We had already done the falls. So we passed the falls and we went all the way up to Lamar Valley. This route that takes you up there, you're going to drive through the mountainous parts of Yellowstone. So very high altitudes. It's beautiful flowers. Um tons of trees uh you have a pretty good chance of probably spotting grizzlies in this area just because of the, the altitude and that's where a lot of them uh hang out and it pretty much follows uh the river that runs through the the whole park so we got up to lomar valley and this is like the second best place to see wildlife in the park other than hayden valley now sometimes you have more luck in lamar sometimes you have more luck in hayden when we were there most of the buffalo herd was in Hayden, so we had kind of leftovers of the buffalo herd in Lamar. It's the best area to spot wolves in the park. If you are you really want to check out wolves, uh, that's your best bet. Um, when you get there, it's this huge valley, and there's just giant mountain ranges on both sides of the valley. And the, the river cuts all the way through it, 
and you're just driving on this pristine, beautiful road, and it'll take you all the way to like one of the backsides of the park that you can um, drive in. That's supposed to be pretty incredible, but it's like super risky of a drive if you have really big cars like RVs and stuff. And apparently I did it when I was a kid. My, my parents drove it when I was a kid, but I didn't really know. Um, so anyways, beautiful, beautiful area. If you're trying to check out wildlife, um, head up to Lamar. And then your next best, like closest thing from Lamar is actually Mammoth Hot Springs, which a lot of people um, want to visit. It's like one of the top places uh, to visit in uh, Yellowstone. So Kelsey, can, she can tell you a little bit about what Mammoth um, is and, and kind of the things that are featured around that area. So it's almost like this little town that you like come into and like it's I mean it's obviously small there's a visitor center there there's a little restaurant um I guess it's a restaurant thing. Yeah, it's a restaurant. It like it's like ca- a cafeteria. It's almost like ca- yeah, cafeteria style. Um so ooh, sorry. So you've got that um which we ate there and we tried Lucas had an elk sausage. I had a bison burger. Sorry, our dogs. <laughs> Um, you can go. You can go quiet them down. I'll, I'll, you want me to do it? I'll do it. You, you keep talking. Okay. <laughs> um, so Mammoth Hot Springs is like, um, I, don't, I mean, it's a hot spring basically, but it's like almost like these weird cliffs of like sulfured, like I don't know how to explain it. It's like sulfured rock, and you see like you know the water trickling down, and like actually there it's. I think recently in the last couple of years, it actually um, is like losing its water or like losing its like, it's, I don't know how to, I don't know, but. What, Mammoth? Yeah, it's like, what, how do I, like last time we went there, I know they were saying that it was. Yeah, like, um, so. It was drying up almost in a sense. Yeah, parts of it don't flow as much as other, and it's usually based off of snowfall or uh, how much rain they get, things like that, because. Typically, a lot of the geysers get water from the rivers, from the, the mountain snow that then melts and then goes down into it. So when we went, uh, it was ex- an extremely dry season. This wasn't this time. This was the second time we went. It was like super, super dry. Mm-hmm. Um, so it just, it just honestly kind of depends. It's kind of like... It was really hot, though. Oh, I think I remember it Mammoth is super probably hot the hottest day. part of the park, I would say. Um, and you had to like climb these little like these like stairways to the top. And it was hot, and it smelled like rotten eggs. Oh, but yeah. it was—I mean, that's what sulfur yeah. smells like. But it was really cool, though. Um, Mammoth is really cool. It's a great spot. There's tons, tons of, of lodging, elk. and the elk just literally yeah, walk just into the neighborhood. The yeah, they're just like—and I'm talking massive elk. So you, you got to be careful. Them, yeah, you got to be careful in that area because, like, you could be coming out of a bathroom or walking out of the cafeteria, and there'll be a giant—you know. 12 point bull elk like 10 feet from you so mm-hmm. you just kind of got to mind your surroundings and there's so many people there so parking is sometimes yes mammoth hard. is a very very and here's the reason why mammoth is so popular it's it's on the northern part northern entrance of the park which is where montana it's literally right on the border of montana yeah. and technically a few miles of yellowstone go into montana uh, in this part of the park this is where the famous um archway is that mm-hmm. roosevelt made or Yellowstone because Yellowstone is the first national park and that's the monument that he kind of erected or, or built right there as the gateway into Yellowstone so if you want to cool. check that out go we went there on our, our second time it's really cool yeah you just you literally just drive up to it you pull off to the side and you can take really cool photos but if you've ever seen that really cool archway that's that's where that's located so we hit up Mammoth got some awesome like 
local food. Kelsey, like she said, she got the the buffalo uh, burger, which was delicious. Um, so if you want to get something that's just kind of abnormal, they have like regular cheeseburgers and, you know, Caesar salads and sandwiches, stuff like that. But if you want to go a little bit more adventurous, that's a good spot. Uh, and I think it's like the only one in Mammoth, so you can't really miss it. It's like cafeteria. So we went from Mammoth and then we went south. Now, we, we started going south, which in the Mammoth side, still really high elevation. You do a lot of driving through some mountainous areas. We saw a really big herd of, of elk, which was really cool. We stopped on the side of the road and checked them out and then kept driving. Now, we bypassed Norris Geyser because we didn't have enough time because we were we were doing a, a lot yeah, a, as it was. Yeah, we did a lot that day. And we actually hit up Norris Geyser on our next trip. So we'll tell you guys about that. But it's definitely worth it, um, but I'll just leave it at that. So I wanted to check out this place that I heard was a hidden gem. Now, this was a hidden gem five six years ago it's not a hidden gem anymore um it's called firehole canyon and it's in yellowstone and it's this little watering hole that you can go and swim at and it's got a bunch of rocks there's some rapids uh you can like pull your car right up on the side of the road you can still swim there now you just yes yes uh you can pull your car up right great spot to have lunch great spot to you know kind of have a cool um dip in a hot day and at this point you know we're sweating gross from from exploring all day uh to different parts of the park and uh, we decided to go um, into the water so at this time cliff jumping off the rocks and stuff there was not considered um they didn't like, like you, could, you yeah, doing you couldn't it, get a fine could it was pretty it. much do it at your own risk so we were doing... If there was a park ranger there, they would tell you probably to stop, but there wasn't any. Yeah, so we were cliff I'm jumping. I'm a follower, so I'm fall- I see the signs that say no cliff jumping, and I'm like, oh, we can't do it. And Lucas is like, I don't care. I'm going to do what I want. Cool. Yeah, so right it here. was really, really fun. Um, and I would love to do it again. Um, but they now, they now will find you. Um, can you explain Fireball? is going well yeah it's going real well sorry guys um probably bring them in here um actually they yeah so they'll find you now if the if they see you jumping off of the cliff they will find you and i don't know if they'll like kick you out of the park or whatever but you'll definitely get a fine so um we found that out the second year that we went um we'll tell you more about that but just okay just all together um it's a really cool place though so um, you can still swim there now, but you just can't jump off the cliffs, which, I mean, it's still definitely worth swimming. There's like these little, um, these rapids that people were actually using as like a slide. Um, and so that was pretty cool, but yeah, it's a really, it's a really cool spot. Uh, sorry about that guys. This is, uh, this is how live it is. You deal with dogs, <laughs> but I'm sure we're not the only ones. So Check it out if you can. All you got to do is type in Firehole Canyon. It'll pop up and it'll show you kind of directions and stuff. It's not that difficult to get to. And there's a really cool waterfall before it. Check that out. You can get some cool photos. Uh, But it's really close to Grand Prismatic Spring, which is a, I would say, probably one of the most popular geysers. Um, It's it's incredibly awesome. Unbelievable. It looks so cool. So they built it where you can, and this was the next stop after Firehole Canyon. We went to Grand Prismatic after this. Um, 
and they built like these walkways that go right up to the geyser so you can get really really close to it and you can see all the colors like up close and personal but i had did i did done some research and i saw some photos that looked like it was almost looking down at it and i was like man that looks really cool and like you can experience the whole thing like how the heck do you do that so after a bunch of research and finding different blogs and stuff we figured out how you could get an upper shot of grand prismatic and it's this self-made hike pretty much like you you drive past grand prismatic you park and then you just kind of walk on this dirt road yeah, and then, that time it wasn't a path, but I'm pretty sure they, yeah. they made a, a trail now. Yeah, so it's it's considered a lookout now because they had so many people doing what we were doing. Uh, so we were, I guess you could say, like, you know, pioneers or what you want to say, but a bunch of people were doing it. <laughs> he like, likes to think that we were. It wasn't specifically just us, but I just <laughs> meant, like, the wave of people like us that were loving the view from higher up. Uh, they saw that it was so popular that now this same place that we got our shots and got to see our view... Um, awesome that's great <laughs> our dog's about to grow up so this is going fun. well guys well don't just leave it there nothing happened <laughs> anyways <laughs> oh man this is an absolute nightmare <laughs> just like our camping night was have kids they said it'll be fun hey. i'm just kidding These aren't kids. so anyways um we got to see a really cool um, overlook of Grand Prismatic, and it's it's gorgeous. And the lookout now, if you don't want to just see it from like ground level, you can actually go to this lookout. And it's a little bit more of a hike. I want to say it's probably close to a mile or so, and there's a little bit of elevation gain. So if you're not really for that, I would say I would probably just suggest going um, straight there uh, and seeing it ground floor. Uh, but if not, check out the Overlook. So we checked out Grand Prismatic, which is gorgeous. It's like all these turquoise and blues and oranges and reds. And um, it's huge, guys. It's massive. Uh, and so we checked that out. And then we moved from Grand Prismatic to, obviously, one of the most important um, geysers in the whole park, which is Old Faithful. And this is something that like, I tell everybody a lot of people go and see old faithful and sometimes they're like okay like i don't really get the hype but it's one of those things you have to experience at least once if you go to yellowstone because it's old and it's faithful yeah well it's just <laughs> the fact that literally it goes i think it's every yeah, five cool. minutes no no no. every 30 it's like minutes. every hour every nine yeah minutes. it's like every every hour or something like that it goes off like it's not exactly just, on it like you know it give or takes but... by a minute or two but the point is like there's a reason they call it Old Faithful is because they know it's going to burst. Mm -hmm. And it bursts like a couple hundred feet in the air. Hot geyser cool. water. And they they done a really good job of like making it so there's a big... Um, it's almost like a big giant circle, semicircle, And that's where you kind of sit. And then you just get to watch it. And you're at a really safe distance. It's going to be crowded. So usually what, what you can do is... I think they have it on the app now where it just tells you when it's going to go off or you just show up to the visitor center at Old Faithful and they'll tell you exactly yeah, where it's at and when it's going to go off. And just plan, I would say, 10 to 20 minutes be there ahead of time. Because if you show up like two minutes before, you're not going to get a good shot, especially if you're trying to get video or photos. Mm -hmm. uh, like we had a really fun time. We were taking like selfies in front of it with our GoPro and stuff as it was going off in the background. So there's like a lot of fun stuff you can do with it. But if you're not prepped, like don't don't 
don't show up two minutes before you're just not going to enjoy it as much as you could if you got an actual good seat yeah uh, but it's like there's like buffalo just roaming around on the geyser in old faithful um this is actually close to where that person got hit with the buffalo um uh like six or seven months i don't i think it was last summer or that something kid who- yeah it was like that viral video of that those parents that left their they ran away and didn't grab their kid and the kid got nailed um that was at old faithful because there's tons of encounters with buffalo that go down to um the geyser so you just got to be extremely careful but definitely worth it and there is tons of lodging at old faithful if you want to hit it up but it's one of those things that like you have to plan a year plus in advance because that thing books up like crazy so just just uh know that ahead of time you have any other thoughts on old faithful no what would you say your favorite part was on that day Mm. probably the grand prismatic because it's just the the shot of it is just so cool um i'd say probably that and then grand prismatic and old faithful yeah i love um i love grand prismatic it's one of my favorite uh views uh and it's one of my favorite photos in yellowstone for sure uh, I am a sucker though for Firehole Canyon. I yeah, think it's really was. fun. Uh, it's kind of stinks now that they don't allow you to um, do cliff jumping and stuff, but I understand they're trying to keep people safe because I'm sure there was that one person that tried something that was too difficult or just out of place <coughs> and they got hurt and so they're liable. And so I, I understand all those things. Uh, just for me, it's just hard because like when we went to Glacier, there was no rules. It was just like, hey, or when we went to Hawaii, there was no rules. It was like, look, you're a grown adult. If you're gonna hurt yourself, it's on you. But you're you got to take care of yourself, type of deal. So, I don't know, just one of those things. But Yellowstone, they get so many visitors a year, so many visitors. So you just got to know like the right times to go. A couple of tips would be: don't go during the weekends. If you can avoid going in summer, don't go during summer because it's crazy. Uh, if you do go during summer. Make sure you plan at least five five months in advance for accommodations, and that's even for campsites because campsites will fill up. Uh, not a lot of people get get campsites if you just show up day yeah. day of because like you just don't know how many people are leaving, and most people waited so long to get those campsites, so like there's not a lot of people that just stay at a campground for one night. Um, so yeah, just just a couple of those things to help you, and then I've been told we haven't yet to go, but apparently yellowstone in the winter is incredible um and we'd love to experience that that would be really cool that'll be that'll have to be one day but summertime is the best if you want to see wildlife just wake up early and just start driving and i guarantee you're going to run into things that you never thought you would see i mean coyotes wolves uh, elk deer bears eagles osprey like there's just so many gorgeous things to see and like it was it's just one of my favorite places on earth because it's just it's like a zoo but it's not because it's like none of those animals are caged or anything it's just like them in their natural environment it's this giant volcano that's like just sitting in the middle of the mountains at you know ten thousand feet i mean it's it's just an incredible place uh, so green so lush so it's definitely something that you're going to want to experience um and if you can give yourself, like you more want like four or five days so you're not feeling rushed like yeah. we did. Um, but we wanted to hit up multiple national parks. So at the end of this day, we actually drove straight from there 
and uh, we headed down to um, the Tetons. Um, in Wyoming. Yeah, Grand Teton. Which is National not far Park. from where we were. Yeah, it's, it's like an hour. It's just an hour and a half south of south of Yellowstone, and it's almost like attached. There's a um, a highway called, I think it's Rockefeller, if I recall correctly, Rockefeller Highway or something like that. And it literally is just a straight shot on the south, southern part, and it's near Old Faithful. So Old Faithful goes into this one road, and it goes straight down south, and it takes you like an hour and a half right into Grand Tetons. Uh, but we showed up to Grand Tetons in the middle of the night. So, like, this was, I think this was our, was this our first time? Yeah, I'd it? never been before. That's right. Um, I think it was our first time seeing it. So, none of us knew what to expect in the morning. And let me tell you what, Grand Tetons will steal your heart. Like, mm, Yellowstone's amazing. So incredible. Um, but there's no specific mountain range like the Teton Mountain Range. And it's one of the best mountain ranges, I think, in all of the United States. And everybody needs to see it at some point. So that's kind of the cliffhanger we're leaving you with for our next episode is this mountain range, the Teats, will change your life. And we're very excited to share with you guys, like, how awesome it is. Yeah. So, yeah. But we we appreciate you guys listening. Sorry about the mishaps with the dogs. (laughs) It's life and it is what it is. Um, Glad. we are happy to report that Bilbo did not throw up on that corner. Yes, he was so. just gagging. All good. So he that's just, great. Yeah. Um, but if you guys want, feel free to check out some of our socials, our Instagram, our YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook. All of our links are in our description below. You can check them out and follow us uh, on those. If you want to check out our DIY of us redoing our office, check out our YouTube playlist yeah. right now. Or check out some of our... Uh, videos that from the series that we're talking about currently those are also on our youtube i think this one was like 18 minutes i apologize but you can imagine all the things that we just talked about to cram it into 18 minutes is pretty Mm -hmm. good all things considering so you got anything else nope awesome we appreciate you guys listening we will see you on the next episode journey you guys on the next one peace out journeyers